like this we minute? Can. Or? We can keep talking. We should do like one of those introductions where like we're in the middle of a story. Didn't we do that a couple of weeks ago? Dude, Vic- we- Victor's like, and that was my oh, terrible morning. Yeah, Victor was talking. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Did, okay, yeah. so I I was talking to my mother-in-law about that. Didn't by mean the way. to just bring that back up. Yeah, that, thanks that, for that. That trauma, just digging in. Uh, so I was talking to my mother-in-law about it, and she was like, I was listening into the podcast. She's like, I was just cleaning around my house, listening to you guys. She's like, I was crying because I could see Erica just like stepping in poop and yeah. just not thinking twice about like it. Like she was crying with laughter. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> How funny, she wasn't yeah. commiserating. No, with no, you. no, no, yeah. no, no. She was like just crying with laughter at how funny sure. the situation was. So I was like, oh well, I'm glad you found it funny because I did not. Yeah, glad you found funny was the last emotion my... you would have felt. Yes, exactly. exactly. Entertainment out of my misery. Oh, well, my whose gosh. misery are we going to talk about today? <laughs> Who's had the worst morning? <laughs> Who had the worst morning? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think life's pretty good. Oh, okay. I don't That's have cool. anything to report. <laughs> I was going to say so. No more need to discuss that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. That's awesome. What's what what in life is going really well for you right now? Oh man, yeah, what, what what isn't is the oh yeah I don't no, know what is are, it things are just talk? good. I would our little boy is uh, almost ten months and he's wow I already mean, he's doing yeah I know it's crazy uh, he was born nuts. Christmas Day last year so oh yeah okay yeah that, that makes sense we are just like basically Jesus. T- yeah just, just <laughs> <laughs> man it's so Christ like of him he's off to a good start. <laughs> It's really off to a good start. <laughs> just like Jesus. <laughs> yes, just like Jesus. Um, his birthday oh, no. is also on the 25th of, uh, of yeah. December. You so. think he's going to be like upstaged? Do you think he's going to be mad at being upstaged every year? Well, I think... Uh, like, who's this Jesus guy? I don't think it's going to be are talking about. I do think he's going to be sad that his yeah. birthday is overshadowed by one of the biggest holidays in the year, right? Like, yeah. I think as he grows up, I could see him being sad about that. So we've already sure. talked about like, okay... What happens if uh, we do like a half birthday, right? Like, what happens if we, you know, celebrate his birthday in June or July, and oh, um, okay, kind of have his cool. birthday be a summer celebration, and then come Christmas Day, you know, it's just the, it's just Christmas the family that's celebrating Christmas, but also yeah. we'll do a cake for him on on Christmas Day or something. Yeah, so we talked about 25th. that, but yeah, maybe we're we're thinking that or through. June, June twenty fifth would be the perfect. But right now, mark. yeah, we're in the sweet swat of he doesn't know what's going on about anything. So yeah. we can just do yeah. whatever we... You don't even want. really have to give him Christmas gifts. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I suspect we will. That's a, li- that's a yeah. life hack, parents. Why are you not yeah. You don't that, have man? to. I'm going to remember. <laughs> I just actually w- pulled a bit of a, a bit of a kind of cool thing where I've been looking at this uh, Christmas tree. It's like a Fisher-Price Christmas tree. It's like a My First Christmas Tree oh, that's type cool. deal. Uh, but it's on Amazon, yeah. and they haven't had them available for a long time. Like, you know how on Amazon where it says seal buying options, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm about to get you know, overcharged for this thing. It's going to yeah. cost like $500 for a $20 tree. Yeah. yeah. Or 500% over what the initial yeah. thing was. And so I've had it on my list, like just keeping an eye on it. And I saw it for the first time ever be available to purchase now mm-hmm. uh, at a price that was super, super reasonable. So I ended up ordering. So he had, had nice. his first Christmas tree at home. Okay. That's cool. Like you're going to have to, you're going to have to put it on laps when it comes in. I know, take... laps, yeah. yeah. I didn't know we were plugging them. <laughs> we're not, but wow. I'm just thinking Shameless. about it. Well, because, I don't know, here's the thing. Like, I was just talking to somebody about this. I feel like I don't feel as much pressure within laps because I feel like Instagram. Which, by the has... way, is a new, new, question mark? New. Social mm-hmm. media. Relatively new. Social media platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel as much pressure as there is in Instagram. Like, Instagram, I feel like, has now become, like, more of, like, a marketing kind of a tool. Yeah, Instagram's in a weird place right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. especially with the introduction of laps now where, like, it doesn't. Oh Brain so blast. You, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Keep, keep talking. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just have something I want to ask you guys about. Okay. All right. Well, regardless, what I was, the point being made here is that I just don't feel as much pressure like in inside of oh, laps. I can sure. take yeah, pictures yeah, yeah. of things that are just everyday life because it's not like it's not like based. I don't like have people liking my posts on there. Yeah. And it's not built that way even. So I, j I don't feel as much pressure to like just before we started, I took a picture of the table before the lights were on. And I feel yeah. like that's an acceptable post to put on this platform that I wouldn't be able to put on Instagram because sure. Instagram is more professional now. Well, I, I wonder if it'll go anywhere because of that. Because, I mean, mm -hmm. the Instagram and the Facebook models are all built around the dopamine hit that you get yeah. from having uh, from having liked something, right? Yeah. Like from having someone liked something that you've posted. Right. So I wonder if you have a social media platform that just is not as oriented around that, mm -hmm. I wonder if you get the same response off of it. So I, I don't know. I'm enjoying it too. This is a, a new social media site in case you're not tracking with this. This is yeah, a, right. a new social media thing. It's like early access or whatever. It's basically you take photos, like a photo journal type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it calls itself a digital disposable camera. So like you take a picture and then it, you know, it takes some time to develop before you see it. Which, um, yeah, I just love the technology moving backwards. Like yeah. we had like all Dude, of the you know rentals coming popular, back and stuff man. like Very that. And now disposable cameras digitally yeah. are coming back. Mm -hmm. really well, even these devices. Uh, have you guys seen these emulator devices? These like handheld oh. things. They look yep. like I, a Game Boy. I've right? been new emulators, bro. Those things are crazy. Oh, they're wild. And so yeah. they're, they're going like, you look over at any social media platform, you see people selling these little pocket emulators that are Game yeah. Boys that are digitally hold all the games that you used to play when you were a kid. And yeah. So, yeah, retros. Nostalgia is powerful. I was just yeah. talking Nostalgia's to somebody, powerful. actually. He bought a camera, and it's a Fujifilm, yeah. but, and it's a digital camera, but it has um, what yep. he's what he calls recipes. Is That's that right. a, is that the official term? You, you, know, right. you know what I'm talking about then? Well, recipes, yeah, recipes, recipes are kind of like a, that's a, uh, photography-wide term right. used for picture profiles that you right. can put your camera into. It's like a mode you put your camera into yeah. that will take pictures according to a picture profile in order to create a certain look straight out of camera. So layman's terms, it's a, it's a filter. Oh. It's a filter, yeah. It's a yeah. filter that but is applied in camera. In camera, not afterwards. Like That's your correct. Instagram photo, you're scrolling through all the different filters. Yeah. It's not like that. Yeah. And so the, the whole point is that people are trying to emulate a film look yeah. on digital. Without film, yeah. And so I'm actually looking at a camera right now. I would love it, but it's, I mean, it's too pricey and I'm sure. not, you know, so James, going anywhere James near. You still have to buy the, the Fisher Price Christmas, Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, James I'm buying Christmas wish list <laughs> is in the description. No, I'm, I'm buying, you know, yeah. kids' toys off of uh, yeah. my Amazon wish list. <laughs> yeah. There's one I have. It's a, it's a Ricoh uh, GR3X, which this is getting nerdy, but it's, uh, Nerd it's out, basically a, a small camera. It's a compact camera, no interchangeable lenses or anything. But the whole point is that it's, it's just easy to carry around, and you oh, just so cool. you just snap it. Everyone, that, people are fighting for this idea of staying in the moment. Yeah. So yeah. that you know, you just take a picture, and then you're in the moment, right? That's the whole idea behind laps as mm -hmm. well. As you take a picture, you can't see it right away, yeah. so that you it doesn't give you the option to be looking at that picture. Right. You stay in the moment. Yeah. And so I think people have gotten far enough ahead where we're like, oh man, digital's taking over our lives. Where there's this bit of a bit of a regression, a uh -huh. bit of a mm -hmm. desire for what came before. Right. Um, and a bit of a yearning for that. It's kind of a really interesting thing. Kind of a weird mm -hmm. hybrid I feel like we're in now too, right? Because yeah. it's not like we've completely abandoned that, but we're kind of hybridizing. We're going, okay, how do we how do we use this yeah. technology um, instead of it using us, right? right? So it's an interesting approach, I think. Did yeah. you, okay, I'm going to give you. Yeah, I found my brain blast thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I subscribe to this <laughs> newsletter um, from this group called Axis, and they're awesome. But they Access do or Axis? Axis. Axis. Like the villains of World War One. Got you. Um, and Axis so, powers. yeah, which I don't think they would. <laughs> I don't think they would ever describe themselves that way. <laughs> but 
<laughs> wow. The villains that of might, World War. We're off yeah. to a good start might this morning. Greatest thing I've ever said. Um, <laughs> they're amazing, though. Their whole thing is they connect teens and parents and Jesus in a disconnected world. That's like their tagline, more or less. Um, they're awesome people. Access.org. Check it out, parents. Yep. But I subscribe to their culture translator. Every mm-hmm. week, they send out like three things happening in culture, one song that's really big in culture right now, and how to have a conversation with your teenager about how Jesus relates to whatever's happening right now. It's amazing. One of the things they talked about, and this is crazy, is called ghost watching. Are you are you familiar with that term? Uh, just based off of context clues, I can imagine where this is going, but please enlighten me. Yeah, so um, so le- uh, let, me, let me read this. Um, so it's talking about, and this is just really quick, and we don't have to dive into it because it's not what people come here for. But I guess uh, this person, Kate Lindsay, in this uh, Guardian article talked about um, this idea, right? So it says, uh, like many other tech observers, Lindsay traces the success of TikTok to the way it leverages its proprietary algorithm. She also connects the rise of TikTok to a permanent shift in the social media landscape. Facebook and Instagram tried to duplicate TikTok's ability to capture and max out users' attention. But by using this strategy, the tech giants diluted their own appeal. Facebook wants a place for friends will now recommend posts from strangers. Instagram will hide posts from accounts with fewer followers and highlight sponsored reels made by influencers. It's contributing to another phenomenon called ghost watching, where thousands of users passively consume social media content and nobody who isn't an influencer already wants to post anything on meta-owned apps. So essentially, like, social media, a place that was initially pushed as this way of communicating and showing your life Mm -hmm. is now actually having the opposite effect in that people are no longer communicating their own lives. They're just consuming other people's lives. So really, really interesting. That is interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, from what I gathered from that was kind of what we were saying a second ago, right? Is that it's become increasingly like a, like a marketplace, a marketing tool versus like, Hey, here's my life. Right. So yeah, it's no longer like what you guys are kind of experiencing with laps as far as like, this is a journal of my life in photos. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really valuable. I think to have, um, yeah, yeah, the, the tech giants, the social media giants are no longer doing that. So anyways, I thought that was really interesting. It popped into my brain when you were talking about that. Um, yeah, but it's also a really good plug. You guys should check out Access Yeah, Three. there's there's two things uh, that I want to talk about before we get into the meat of what we're going for yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, first is I want to shout somebody out. I met uh, some people last night at our volunteer meeting for Trunk or Treat. Oh, we have cool. a Trunk or Treat coming this weekend. That's awesome. Uh, it's going to be incredible. And I yeah. met some people who were at the volunteer meeting last night. And so uh, Alicia, uh, Alyssa, and Lila. Lila. And I am missing one name. Uh-oh. And I regret it. <laughs> and it'll come back to me if I think about it. Alina. Nice. I knew I'd remember. Good job. I don't know if you're right, but that's great. Um, round of applause. Round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my yeah, round of go, applause? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, it's that button. Yeah, it. yeah. That's the one. Yeah. It's there. Thank you. Round of applause. Good job, uh, James. No, you guys, I met I met um, Alicia and, Thanks, and the other three names are kids, but I just want to shout out you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. She told me that she listens to the podcast and awesome. they find us funny. And so they might be wow. the only people that do. Can we get that in writing? And so, yeah, I want to <laughs> yeah, I I really latch on to the fact <laughs> yeah. that someone thinks we're funny. Oh, my um, gosh. So, yeah, there's that. So and not just glad funny you guys looking. watch. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> not just funny looking. <laughs> um, but the other thing I wanted to get your guys' opinion on, where we could go, I know, for hours on this topic alone, but just a quick kind of brush up against this we're venturing into uh this season where people a lot of people will celebrate halloween Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh scary movies Mm -hmm. um 
a lot of a lot of media like that are out there uh, houses yep. that are decorated with skeletons outside mm -hmm. and uh things like that i wanted to get Dude. your guys opinion on yeah. christians celebrating halloween uh, what's, mm -hmm. what's your guys' take on that? Like how far is too far as far as like scary movies or those a good idea for, yeah. uh, for Christians. I just, I've seen this debate raging on social media and I saw a post the other day that basically said, don't, don't open, you should not be as Christians. We should not be opening our lives, opening our hearts, opening our minds to, um, that type of secular content and yeah. that's dangerous it would allow mm -hmm. uh, the enemy to get a foothold in our lives right. and everything right and the more that i thought about it i'm like well is that a good blanket is that good blanket sure. advice for everybody sure or is that based on personal conviction like yeah. i just wonder what your guys's thoughts are on that as we move into a season where scary movies are a thing mm -hmm. what what would we say to somebody who sat at home thinking how do i how, how do, do i navigate I? this issue yeah that's right how do i approach yeah. This issue. Oh. To use some language, to drip some language we'll use later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, go ahead. Do you Victor, have a... go ahead and get in trouble first before I say <laughs> open my mouth and get in trouble. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. So my um my conviction, and this is again that's personal. Yeah, yeah, my personal conviction. So that's let me put that out there. That's what I think it boils down to for me. It's a personal conviction. Um people have different margins for different things. And for me, my margin for horror thriller is very, very thin. Uh and might I even say non-existent for me. I didn't grow up like around that. I didn't grow up exposed to that. Um, I grew up in cultures where it was vilified in a lot of ways. And so in some things and in some areas of my life, I'm still trying to fight this exact question. Hey, is this something um, my wife and I don't have kids yet. Um, and if God decides that he wants to bless us with kids later down the road, my wife and I have, have had conversations about, hey, do we raise our children celebrating this holiday, mm -hmm. right? And so we haven't come up with any yeah. answers for that yet. But I think kind of where we land right now is the personal conviction and fighting through, like, is this something that we can do in our lives that is not going to take us away from honoring God in our thoughts and our, um, in our, in our headspace. So, yeah, that's, that's at least kind of where we've landed. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my, my personal conviction, I think is similar. I don't mess with that kind of stuff. I don't yeah. mess, I don't mess with like exorcism movies or like any kind of movies about demons or stuff. I don't mess with that. Um, just because like not helpful, productive to my walk whatsoever. So even if nothing could happen, um, it's just not helpful for sure. me to do that. So that's my personal conviction. I do, however, think that there is a way to wisely and based on person to person, what mm -hmm. they're comfortable with, to wisely sort of like redeem and sort of use any holiday sort of as an opportunity to um, – reach people, right? Yeah. Like if celebrating Halloween means that you have people come to your door and you give candy and you can give invite cards to a weekend service here, like that's yeah. great. If it means that you um, have a neighbor who has kids similar age as you and you can um, go around the neighborhood with them and just kind of have conversations about spiritual topics, like I think that's mm -hmm. great. I think there's ways to leverage it and to use it for God's glory and not to be used by it and the the machine that it can be. Same with Christmas, right? Like I joked that Jesus was born then. He wasn't really born then. Right. Um, and Jesus didn't really die on Easter. Those are just holidays that we use as markers. And Commemorating. So all holidays yeah. are markers of things, <laughs> cultural moments, Thanksgiving, yeah. Valentine's Day, all of that stuff, cultural markers that we share. Yeah. I think you can use as bridges um, to, to kind of redeem those things. Those are some of my thoughts. But personal conviction, um, I'll dress up. I'll go door to door. I don't mess with scary movies, really. Um, 
Yeah, can I jump into that too thing, a little yeah. bit? Because so part of me, right, is this in, what is it, Philippians? It's in Philippians somewhere. It says, think of things that are true, honorable, pure. Philippians 4, I think, right, yeah. James? <coughs> follows yeah, the, um, follows the cast your cares on him, anxieties and stuff like that. Well, all, all that to say is to think about things that are good, righteous, holy, admirable, yeah. um, respectable, commendable, all the, all the things that are good and honorable unto the Lord. It's difficult for me to watch, again, this is for me, I say for me, it's hard to watch things like that and be in a headspace that's thinking about heavenly things. Right. That's yeah. hard for me. It may not be hard for somebody else. Yeah, you don't see somebody in like a horror movie, like ghost faces doing something and scream, and you're like, oh, I hope they knew the Lord when they yeah. just got, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, right. Knifed. So that's that's at least where I, I'm at. And so, but, but with that said, though, um, I... Of of the films that I have seen, because I have I have watched Paranormal Activity. I've mm-hmm. seen those back way when the, the first ones. I haven't watched. I, are yeah. there sequels now? I don't even remember. There's probably way too many. Yeah, probably. They had, they had a really good thing going, and I saw the first one. Yeah, and I remember watching it and going like, okay, there are some things in here that are not like obviously biblically accurate about how like demons interact, and this is a whole other thing that we might get into at some point. Yeah. But yeah, at the same time, it allowed me to have conversations with some of my friends that do go and see those films. And do go and like partake in that sort of thing to let yeah. them know, like, hey guys, this stuff, this kind of stuff can be real in some instances. So let's talk about what the Bible actually says. So like you were saying, yeah. redeeming some of those things for yeah. a biblical worldview on horror or the or the, that realm, the spiritual realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Christian life is looking for bridges to, you know, drive spiritual conversations over, right? And yeah. these cultural moments, I think, are a big deal, like great opportunities. Right. Um, wisely and by personal conviction like if somebody's like i'm not celebrating i'm not dressing up like that's totally fine i'm, I'm i wouldn't say they're a bad christian for not capitalizing on an opportunity right so those are some yeah. of my thoughts well, i appreciate you Does guys weighing in question? yeah yeah i think so and i think i by and large agree i think um you know i think it's important to approach those things with an understanding of like we talked about i think a couple of weeks ago that there is a, a supernatural uh, element to the world that we have to be aware of, that scripture yeah. teaches of, that we have to be careful of, that we don't dabble in, that right. we don't... Garbage in, garbage uh, out. Yeah, that we avoid those things and that we treat them with the appropriate amount of... Um, I, I don't think reverence is the right word because you don't, you don't revere those things, but Sensitivity, you, you maybe, treat yeah. them knowing that there's power absolutely uh, in a dark place. And so yeah. I would say that... I think that some of the things that you get around Halloween have served to um, justify some of those things or to normalize some yeah. of those things. Mm-hmm. And I think as Christians, we have to approach those things with the same kind of, you know, yeah. whoa, that no. Uh, and so I admire the fact that you avoid those, any of the movies that are uh, yeah. dabble too heavily in, in yeah. those things. And I would say it comes down to personal conviction, but I would err on the side of caution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you are in any way thinking, oh, man, I don't know about that one. Listen to listen to what your heart is saying a little bit, because yeah. that's a lot of ways the spirit kind of moves in little urges and little promptings. And, yeah. And that that gut feeling that you're thinking, man, this might not be a good thing. Yeah. Trust right. that. There's some like freaky evil movies. Like, for oh, sure. absolutely. Oh, totally. Well, I'd even say, like, you know, paranormal activity, like as you know, I saw it as well. I think oh, okay. I even saw it in a theater. Which oh, was, I didn't see it in the theater. I'm telling you, man, it was, it was, and I can't recommend those movies at all. Yeah, no. Because there are, you, you hear stories about things like that and, the, you know, real darkness kind of involved yeah. in it. Yeah. And I just don't want to dabble with that. And so yeah. that was at a time where I wasn't walking real closely with the Lord that, sure. that I was 
not worried about those things. I would say as Christians, we need to approach those things with the appropriate amount of recognition that mm-hmm. there is darkness in the world. Absolutely. That there is yep. a supernatural uh, yep. realm to the world that yeah. we are um, yep. very much have chosen a side that is not that. We have chosen yep. light. We have chosen to walk in what Jesus has set before us in yeah. his yeah. grace and in his goodness. Uh, and that verse out of uh, Philippians is Philippians 4, 8. <laughs> Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Yeah, uh, We're to be dwelling in the light, not yes. dwelling in the darkness. And so I think personal conviction, yes, but err on the side of caution, err yeah. on the side of, of you know, mm-hmm. just be careful, yeah. I think would yep. be my my thing. Well, thanks honestly, for weighing in on that, guys. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I was just, sure. just, just going to say, maybe, I mean, we haven't, and correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't talked about that, have we? Like, spiritual warfare and how, like, that no, we but, coexist. Oh, boy, with, am I in deep rabbit holes these days with that. We yeah. brushed up against it, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Sure. We talked before about, you know, what movies are a good idea to watch and things like that. Yeah. But as far as, like, that spiritual warfare thing, we brushed up against it. We didn't really get into. Well, let me be brave enough to say this. If you guys are watching or you're watching this back and you think that this would be a good topic for us to cover, why don't you go ahead and put it in the chat and let us know Like that's something you'd be interested in? Yeah. Because I think that, that potentially could be valuable. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be that could be a cool topic. But yeah, to and, and then go discuss. read and then go read Screwtape Letters uh, by C.S. Lewis. Oh and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think that that's probably a good thing. If there's anything that you feel like you want to hear, or mm-hmm. there anything that you're curious about, or you want to hear a conversation about, and the yeah. three of us mm-hmm. muddle through, yeah. or at least the two of these guys. <laughs> yeah. um, then I would just encourage you to let us know. Yeah. Drop a drop a thing in the chat or mm-hmm. um, come find us on a weekend. We're, we're yeah. here for you. If you're listening and you're a part of the church family, mm-hmm. um, come find us. We'd love to hear about those. Yeah. Yep. Well, one last thing before we jump into the into the actual topic of today's podcast, although this was a super, super worthy tangent, so thank yeah. you for taking us there. But one of the things that always like completely mind bends me about like how the spiritual realm interacts with the, phys- like, the realm that we're in, the physical realm, mm-hmm. is in 1 Samuel 28. So this mm. is after oh, dude, this story's freaky. It's I weird. Can't, I dude. can't believe you're mentioning this. Um, the, I know. And then, I can't believe you're mentioning this. And then we're talking about something else. I, well, I know. I so know. Go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah, but I just, I'm not even going to mention it. I'm going to say if you are curious, okay. yeah, I'm not going to mention it. Go read it. It's really, really cool. It's uh first Samuel chapter 28 verses three through 20. Yeah. The, like, I don't like, what, I don't know what you do with it. Go read it and get back to us on yeah. how much it... To make sure I'm talking about the right thing, it's when, you know, Samuel's not around and then all of a sudden he's around. Yes. That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So where, where are you at? For Samuel 28. It's crazy. I'm going to put a marker in my How, how does the Christian... Uh, so maybe as a um, segue, Go, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and, and th- this is a, a question that Victor has kind of on his heart from the past week. Um, so he'll kind of lead this, I think, and drive this. But as a segue, like, um, yeah, how do you approach that story? Um, and maybe I'll give the spark notes of it really quick. Yeah. Um, Saul has fallen away from the Lord. Uh, King Saul, King Saul. Um, yeah. from the Old Testament has fallen away. He, you know, was initially anointed by God and was doing awesome stuff for God, created, founded the kingdom of Israel, doing amazing things, fell away, just got worse and worse, started to uh, do things he wasn't supposed to do, disobey God. Loses his calling, not his calling, sorry, got to be careful with my wording. Loses his blessing, blessing, thank you, great way to put it, Mm -hmm. and just continues to dig himself into a deeper, deeper hole. Well, Samuel's passed away at this point. um, The prophet. The prophet Samuel, that's right, who sort of, um, you know, was the one that anointed Saul, he anointed David. He's the mouthpiece of God during this epic. Amazing guy, amazing guy. His story is great. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and he's passed away at this point, Will Saul goes to visit a medium and asks to essentially like speak with Samuel. Yeah. So then it somehow Samuel then shows up like his like ghostly like Jedi yeah. force ghost yes. self then shows up. The medium and, conjures the spirit of Samuel back yeah. from the dead. Yeah. Well, and it is funny that you say Star Wars Jedi stuff because the medium is of Endor. Yep. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah, the medium of Endor. Uh-huh. So conjures Samuel up and he shows up <laughs> yeah. and is essentially like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's no this isn't it say, Why do you wake me from my slumber? Yeah. Doesn't he say that? Why do you why do you disturb me from my sleep or something like that? Hang on, I'm not at that bit yet. Oh so, sorry, sorry, sorry. So Jump in the essentially <laughs> essentially this human medium was able to then conjure the spirit this of somebody witch. who was she's dead. A, she's a, a witch. witch. Yeah. She's a witch. Burn her. Um, <laughs> nice. uh, 28.15, then Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Saul uh, answered, I'm a, in great... An appropriate response, by the way. Yeah. yeah. If you are if you lived a good life, serve the Lord well, yeah. you go to sleep, you're waiting for your glorification, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden... You get like like the like the youth group chronicles. All of a sudden, somebody gets thrown against a wall, and you're a 90 year old man on a cot who gets launched off the thing, um, yeah, yeah, just yeah. waking up all of a sudden. That, yeah. That'd be miserable. Saul answers, "I'm in great distress, for the Philistines are warring against me, yeah. and God has turned away from me and answers me no more. Maybe because you're using mediums. And he goes to either Samuel by prophets of going to or God. by this dreams. Crazy. Therefore, I have summoned you to tell me what I shall do." Yeah. Samuel goes on to say, why then do you ask me since the Lord has turned from you? Yeah. I'm now become your enemy. Dude, he went to mom because dad said no. No, <laughs> to- that was. Totally. And how often do we like look to our pastor instead of Ooh. looking to God? Anyways. Um, okay. You know, seg- uh, let oh, me land yeah. on that for a second because yeah. that I think is a clutch phrase and one that is yeah. so good. One thing that Pastor Jeremy has encouraged me with time and time again is that more often than not, when people... Uh, are in the church, they're, you know, looking around the church for a pastor. Mm-hmm. They'll oftentimes go to our front uh, front desk, which you're welcome to do, by the way, you know, right, yeah. say hi or whatever. Um, but people will go to the front desk looking for a pastor. Or on the weekend, people are asking, you know, hey, can I speak to a pastor? Or, you know, mm-hmm. How do I speak to a pastor? Yeah. More often than not, Pastor Jeremy's encouraged me with this a few times um, before I became a pastor. Mm-hmm. He said, more often than not, people don't need a pastor. They need Jesus. Yeah. And anyone can point them to Jesus. That's right. Right. And so this idea of there's being some kind of uh, some kind of uh, wisdom that's available to a pastor that might not be available to you, mm-hmm. the same wisdom that's available to us is available to anybody. Amen. That's Come on, right. dude. Um, yes. There's a level yes. of, of spiritual uh, yeah, same spirit, right? accountability and authority mm-hmm. that comes yes. with being an overseer or a shepherd. Yeah, yeah. But as far as a wisdom of knowing what to do about things or, you yeah. know, like in this instance, like knowing yeah. what I should do is uh-huh. what David's asking. Yeah. Saul. Uh, or what Saul's asking, not yeah. David. Yeah. Then you're you're the wisdom that's available to a pastor is available to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. It guarantees it in the book of James in scripture. And so yeah. seek first yeah. the kingdom. Well seek that's what I was just Lord. gonna like, say, man. Yeah, yeah. You might like not we need were a pastor, you need Jesus. Yeah, we were talking about you know, in the two episodes back about prayer, right? That's one of the things that God promises to us through prayer is wisdom. Just ask. Ask of him and yep. he'll give you wisdom. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Now, a with that thing. said, as pastors, to, to balance that, yeah. we're here for you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And we want to chat with you. And if there's something that you feel like you just need help with, then we're here for you. There's an awesome uh, care counseling program that mm-hmm. we're in the middle of uh, kind of finalizing that'll be available in January that we're kicking off. So all that to say, yeah. we're here for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. But don't don't endow us with special powers or, or yeah. special access to God that you don't have because yeah. that's just not. 
an yeah, accurate he, way. He to tore look the at veil it. for all, right? Yes, so exactly. We're yeah. not we're not the ones in the holy of holies, and the only ones in the holies of holies. Right, right. So. right. Well, all that to say, to wrap all this up, First yep. Samuel twenty eight three through twenty. If you want a spooky like Bible story yeah. for the season, go read that and yes. come back <laughs> to us and try to figure was, out what the heck is happening there. I was there. thinking about, like, what if the Christian... You know how Christian movies often get a bad rap? Yeah, yeah, because um, they're horrible you know, quality. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about what do Christian yeah. horror movies look like, and oh, it's this. No. Uh, um, Dude, it, honestly, anyways. it's terrifying if you yeah. think about it, because he... It's it's, it's more than we have but time to get into. Though for sure is okay. What does a Christian do with that story? Is a question that we're all left asking. Like, okay, yes. what do I what do I do with that now? Yeah. And the bigger question there that we're going to be kind of diving into with our mm-hmm. time today is yep. how do we approach the Old Testament, absolutely, in light of Jesus and the cross and the New Covenant and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So absolutely. that's the segue. So Victor, take it away. Yeah. So I was in conversation with um uh, with a relative of mine. He and I are very very close. Um, and so he sent me this this post through Instagram and I'll read it for you. <clears throat> Excuse me and clear my throat here. I'll read it for you. It says, whenever Christians say, uh, quote, but is it biblical? I get uneasy. Smashing an enemy's infant against a rock is biblical. I'm much more interested in if it's Christ-like. And that was by Michael Clevenger is the, mm. the quote that that's attributed to to there. And so the idea there being like, as you had said, how do we then approach the Old Testament Right, yep. and so um, I'll, I'll open it up for initial thoughts there, because I mean, there's some things that we can get into. But initial thoughts: How do we approach the Old Testament? That quote. How are you guys feeling? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a cop out, but the thing I always tell myself is like, okay, I need to approach the Old Testament the same way Jesus approached it, because that was the Bible at the time. Sure. Like Jesus had the scriptures. It said that he, you know, spent a lot of time in the temple. Um, you know, he's 12 years old in, in Luke and talks about how he's lost in the temple because he's just chatting with people and Mary and Joseph lose him. Um, they lose the Savior, which I think is hilarious. Um, and so Jesus was raised in a culture and at a time where they interacted with this um, in a very different way than I think we are, you know, we're much more removed culturally and time-wise and all that sort of stuff. But I just come back to, I need to approach it the same way Jesus approached it. And so that's something uh, I'd love to unpack over the podcast, but that's my initial kind of response. Absolutely. James? Well, yeah, I'll tag on to that to say that the, uh, I mean, to to focus only on uh, the the character and the nature of Jesus uh, as according to the New Testament, I think misses a good layer of the beauty you get yeah. of the redemption story. So I think it's a little it's not a bit complete of a, diet. No, like, it's it's a yeah. it's a partial understanding, in right. fact, I would say. I, I don't think you can fully grasp the depth. And I mean, we'll never fully grasp the depths of God's love, but you're certainly missing mm-hmm. a good understanding of it by understanding yeah. that there was this whole story of the Old Testament that was leading up to your redemption, my redemption, yep. uh, through the work of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. And so I, I see what he's saying, and I see that there's definitely, you know, there's a lot to be gained from, uh, I mean, we're all trying to look more and more like Jesus, right? Yep. That's what sanctification is. Yeah. Uh, some of that's down to us, but most of it's down to the Holy Spirit. Yep. Um, there's so much to be gained from studying the Jesus of the New Testament, but it's not a complete understanding that's right. of God. That's right. And I think, I, I Nathaniel, I love what you said. I was just looking through some of the scripture that... Um, Jesus, uh, Jesus himself says that he didn't come to abolish, right? Yep, I have Do not think I've come to abolish the law, right? Five seventeen didn't come to abolish the law of the prophets, uh, but to fulfill them. And then again, you see in 
Luke 24, 44. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. must be fulfilled. Yeah, which that's a little Bible nerd fact. Um, The order that the Bible that we have is, is a very different order than the Jewish people uh, used to have it. They would have it in that order where they would have um, the writings of Moses, they would have the writings of the prophets, and so that would include Samuel, um, Chronicles, Kings, and then all of the named prophets. Mm -hmm. And then they would have what they call the writings, which was the wisdom literature, Psalms, the things of David, and things like that. Um, And they would call it the Tanakh. T A N A. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was so, just anyways, reading Bible, about that. Bible nerd fact um, I learned from Bible Project, which well, I think is interesting. Bible to Project's study. awesome, by the way. Yeah. Go check out Bible Project. Um, which I think is really interesting to study because I think as you begin to unravel the way that Jesus looked at the Old Testament, um, you see the way he, um, what do you call it? What a view to is is different, and then that opens up some cool kind of things as well. That's well, what I mean to say. Hold on, can I jump into that? Because I, I just yeah. was researching. So yes, it's called the Tanakh, right, as we had just mm-hmm. mentioned. But the Tanakh is an acronym derived yeah. from the initial Hebrew letters. Oh, I wonder if I could do it. It's the Torah. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. The the writings is Kedavim, right? Uh, th- it's one of them. It, uh, it's kind of the N is. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah. So you have the Torah, the Torah. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Nevim. Oh, I mixed them up. And then the third one is the Ketuvim. Yeah. I am hope I'm pronouncing ah. that right. Bible Project. Come Two, swing through. Let me know <laughs> if I'm Oh, my gosh. It. If they watch this podcast, I'll lose my mind. Okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah, they do. Wait, doesn't Ed I'm, know the guy? Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ed. So, Ed, formerly of this parish. Uh, Ed. Uh, <laughs> he's he's no longer with us. Come he's on, still alive. <laughs> <laughs> we should get Ed to call in one day. We I should. Think. That would be a wild podcast. That would be a crazy podcast. Yes, it would. But yeah, in Ed's uh, youth group that he ran uh, when way back when, back in the day. 100 uh, years ago. Yeah, Tim Mackey, who helped found Bible Project and still does a lot of work with Bible Project. Yep. Uh, he was in Ed's youth group. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. It was a fun piece of... So somebody turned out right in Ed's youth group. <laughs> I was going to say, somebody who <laughs> Ed has... Taught. turned out right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Anyways. But anyway, so that's, that's yeah. kind of what that is. So in, in full, the Old Testament was called the Tanakh, but it has the, you know, the first three letters of the, is mm-hmm. broken down into kind of what we know is, again, the, the first five books, w- 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 which would be, excuse me, the Torah. Then the Nevi'im is the second section, which consists of the prophetic writings, and then the Ketuvim, which includes, let's see, uh, Psalms, Proverbs, Job, Song of Solomon, Ruth, Lamentations, Ecclesiastes, so on, so on, so on. So. Yeah, Ruth is a ri- considered a writing is interesting, I think. Um Anyways, how so? Um, I think it's interesting because like the some of the other history goes under prophets, um, mm-hmm. like Samuel and Kings. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that the way Ruth is written, it's written in a way of like the love story of a kinsman redeemer, which is like a thousand percent what Jesus does for us, and it's a cool story. Um, yeah, yeah. But if you look at it not as history, like as a history book, this is exactly what happened word for word. Mm-hmm. And you look at it more of like this is a reflection on a beautiful story that paints a picture of what Jesus will do later. Yeah. I think it opens it up in a, in a cool way. Mm. I never thought about it like that. So th- the question that um, I really, I mean, we're asking right here is how do we approach the Old Testament now that we're, we are operating within the new covenant of Christ? How does the modern day Christian then approach the Old Testament? Because not everything that's in the Old Testament is relevant to what we're doing today. At least that's not how our denomination operates, right? There are mm-hmm. some denominations that still operate in that way. Relevant is yeah, an interesting word. I was going to say that. I, I was going to say that. I don't know if I agree with the word choice, but I get your point. Okay. I, yeah. I might be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I might be. I think everything's relevant. Yes. That, yeah. Not everything is. Uh, there's not 
application that Applicable. we can draw it's not prescriptive. from every single it's thing. It's more yes. principle, maybe. That's probably the right way yeah. to say it. Yeah, not everything is applicable. Yeah. And so maybe to open up the conversation, I think I think of ways we commonly approach it. I think there's one way Go we there. approach yeah. it as um, like children's ministry stories. So we have like our Aesop's fables, essentially, like is how we approach it. Define that like, Aesop's. What is that? Aesop's fables. Um, oh, man. So Aesop is this famous writer who wrote all of these like fantastical stories. I, I, I would have to look it up to get oh, sure. better okay. details. But just yeah. as the idea of like these are stories with a moral. Um, yeah. Stories that are contained in and of themselves, trying to teach uh, like a moral, like the tortoise in the hare. Sure. Like that's a story. There's no greater extended universe of the tortoise in the hare, which is, I think, the big issue with the approaching the Bible this way, because there is a big context. But yeah, it's tortoise in the hare. It has a, it has a moral. You read it and you think, wow, I better go slow and steady, wins the race, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I think we approach the Bible that way, hmm. and I think that's a mistake. It's not complete. Um, I also think we approach it as like an employee handbook. Like we can approach it as like a list of do's and don'ts. And oh, sure. I think that's why a lot of people don't read the Old Testament is because they think it's like an employee's handbook where they're like, I don't want to read, you know, how to get vacation time. I don't want to read about how to, rec- you know, request time off. And that's, re- that's redundant. But I don't want to yeah. get into all of these like, you know, nitty gritty details. I just want sure. Jesus. And, and I think that's not a complete way to look at it. Um, any other ways that you guys have seen or maybe you've approached the Bible with? that or any comments on those too well i think you have to approach you have to approach the old testament kind of the the same ish way that you'd approach the new testament in the full understanding that it is the inspired inerrant word of god that does not just apply to the new testament that applies to the old testament as well sure uh and when we read in is it first or second timothy all scripture uh is breathed out by god Timothy three sixteen. yeah and Pastor Jeremy used that this last week, in fact, um, in his sermon. And yeah. it's all scripture. And the scripture that he's referring to is the Old Testament. Yep. Because that was the scripture that existed. Yeah, there <laughs> was no the New time. Testament when Paul right. was writing his letters because yeah. he was writing the New Testament. Right. Well, and in fact, Paul will say in Acts uh, 24, uh, Paul's before Felix at this point, and he says, But this I confess to you that according to the way, Mandalorian fans out there, yeah, uh, exactly. that according to I think the we way, call Christianity that again. Oh, absolutely, this is the way, yeah. uh, which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a reverence, there's an importance yep. placed uh, by Paul uh, all throughout the New Testament, uh, by Jesus, as we've already talked about. Yep. We, we have to approach it knowing that it is the Word of God. And I think there are world there are worldview-shaping ideas that are best understood from an Old Testament uh, reading and understanding and study. So, for example, the, the worldview that there is a creator God, there is a God that created the universe uh-huh. right. and that created mankind, that is a worldview. Mm-hmm. Like that shapes how you understand everything yep. about the world around you, and yeah. you can only really get that clearly in Genesis one. Yeah, so there's some in John, John one. There's some, but it's very incomplete. Right, right. the, the full you, understanding yeah, the full comes understand. out That's of Genesis. You get you get just a, a snapshot of the. It's almost like the New Testament assumes that you are also reading along side with an old it testament absolutely does because right. everybody it was written to was familiar with you know you have some gentiles right. who received maybe the letter to romans things like that but for the most part the bible for the most part was written to the audience of jewish people who knew this stuff it's their history yeah sorry yeah, that's right and so i think that any anybody who will say 
And so I'm finding more and more, even just in the beginning of this conversation, that 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 comment, which was I I care less. What was it about? I I were less concerned. Not about is it biblical, biblical, but is it Christ-like? Is it Christ-like? Yeah. yeah, I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah, yes and no. I think you can take that to a silly nth degree. So, for example, some of the requirements that you see set before us in Leviticus, mm-hmm. which is a hard read. Uh, yep. You know, through it's all a hard the, read if you read it as an employee manual, but when you see it as the in the big story, this is God. Yeah. Letting humans into his presence right. and prescribing the way to do that. It's beautiful, but yeah. I think even reading like that, it's a pretty hard read. Sure, <laughs> like there's sure. a lot of There's a lot of like, oh man, there's yeah. this is heavy going. There's there's a lot of uh, it's, it's recipes in here yeah, for yeah, that's right. you know, building altars and, and all that kind of thing. Um, so yes, there are things that I think perhaps uh, have less of an application today, mm-hmm. but are absolutely relevant to our story of redemption. And I, I would be worried about any kind of doctrine that would advise uh, a, an importance over the New Testament over the Old Testament. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say both are incredibly important. Both point to Jesus. Jesus yep, sure. is evident all throughout both. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, made fully realized in the new, but yeah. without the old, you don't get the new. And so yeah. you have yeah. to... There has to be a completionist understanding. I know you're a completionist, mm-hmm. uh, Vic. There's a book that I know that you just finished recently that you weren't in love with. I was not. Yeah. <laughs> book in the nice. world. I was not. But you finished it because you're you are a completionist. I had to. Trying to get person. that 100%. Yeah. Trying to get that platinum to. trophy. Absolutely. Are you yeah. guys that way with video games? Do you play video games like you have oh, to completion man. it? Can not, I dive into not every a, single one? Can I dive into a really relatable story yeah, do with it. that? So Spider-Man 2 came out October 20th. Yep. I... Oh, was, that's where you weren't at work this weekend. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm no, I was I was playing another game yeah. that I'd have already played. I've beaten it already. Yeah. But it was when um someone else had loaned me their game system to try it out. Mm-hmm. I'd beat it with theirs. I bought the game system. I re-downloaded the game. I I, I mean still, it's a good game. It's a great game. But I still am playing through that one and I haven't even touched Spider Man two yet. And he's one of my favorite superheroes because yeah. I haven't beat this you game. Need to finish because that I one. need to finish this game that I'm in right now. That's crazy. It's infuriating and I can't I yeah. for whatever reason I can't like, oh I'm gonna play Spider Man today. I can't. Like I have to finish this other game. I love mm. that. It's the worst. <laughs> I am not that. I can put a game down good and I can pick you. up another I one. I juggle video games too. I can I do that good with for books you. too. Like I, I duck can. in and out of books. I yeah, duck I in and out of video games. But I think either way, the completionist mindset, this idea of there there has to be we have to have touched yeah, everything yeah, yeah. about this book. Yep. Everything that's in here, we have to have a working knowledge and understanding of. Yeah. And that's not to say we need to be theologians about every single part of, sure. of scripture, but we have to approach the idea of the Old Testament with the same zeal, with the mm-hmm. same uh, needing to understand uh, as we do the New Testament. Yeah, yep. so let me submit two things to you guys to, to talk about. So the first thing is, um, I, I think what this quote is probably trying to get at is probably the same thing that I suffered with in trying to set this up, is that I, I, I understand what it's saying, but the vernacular used there probably wasn't the best. I think what you're trying to say mm-hmm. is like, hey, don't be like, pharisaical. Is that a word? Fa- don't be pharisaical. a pharisaical. Pharisaical? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, don't be pharisaical about things. Like, don't be so about, you know, la, 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 that you yeah. forget grace, that you forget yeah. the message of grace. La, I think la, that's la, la, la. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what that's saying. Here's the, the other thing I want to submit to you to think about. So the conversation between me and, and, and my, it was my uncle that he and I were kind of chatting yeah. back and forth. Oh, name drop. What's up, uncle? Boom. What's up, uncle? What's up, unk? What's up? Uh, this, so I'm going to read to you the conversation that he and I had because he kind of dispelled some things that I thought were really interesting for us to talk about. So um, this is what he and I were kind of going back and forth. He says, um, unless we're born again, we're still subject to the law, the Old Testament. 
in terms of what the Old Testament means to us, what you do is take everything in the Old Testament and filter it through the cross. Filtering through the cross does one of three things. The first thing is it deletes, such as animal sacrifices. The second thing it does is updates, such as priesthood. Uh, and the third thing it does is leave unchanged, such as requirement for holiness. Mm-hmm. So then I asked him, okay, well, how do you know? Like, what does, like, where does things go in between those? Or how do you know yeah. which, what goes where? So he goes, first, leave unchanged is usually related to areas of sin or morality. Update um, is about the purpose of the Old Testament thing. The Old Testament reason is usually a shadow of something in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And delete is usually something that was temporary or a cultural requirement when it was written. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Go crazy. Yeah. 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 Boom. Go. Yeah. So <clears throat> recognizing that, you know, the Old Testament is is part of this one complete story to reveal Christ and to sure. reveal his redeeming work in the world. Once you do that, okay, now you can see that purpose. Mm-hmm. I think the next layer you go to is context after you figure out like the purpose of the Old Testament. And I think the context is where all of that stuff applies. Sure. I will once again be particular about wordage. I won't I wouldn't say delete so much as I would say fulfilled. Like yep. it's not that mm-hmm. it's going away and we're like, we're just kidding about that, guys. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we're we're just pranking like like God <laughs> wasn't like God oh, plan B actually. Uno reverse card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that. It was yeah. it was that these things were for a purpose and now they are fulfilled. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they are um, and I agree with as far as like cultural things. Mm-hmm. Sure. When you look at the law as part of it was to create a people group who were slaves for 400 years, it kind of opens up your eyes to they didn't really know how to be a nation or a people, right? Mm. Like God had to tell them to poop outside the camp. Like they didn't know you couldn't, you, you weren't supposed to poop inside the camp, right? Um, sure. So when you see it that way, you realize, okay, some of those things are fulfilled now. Yeah. that the covenant yeah. is offered to all people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that's sort of my, some of my initial thoughts. But I, I agree, when you, you have to look at it in context and you have to ask yourself, yeah, is this something that um, remains? Is this mm-hmm. something that is changed or is this something that's fulfilled? Yeah. And, and I think that would be maybe how I might use the vocabulary, but I totally agree with them. Yeah, I do. I think it's interesting too. That, I mean, as animal sacrifices, and this is the beauty of looking at the Bible as a, in a completionist kind of a, a perspective, right? Like animal sacrifices, like Jesus is, is ascribed to being the the perfect Lamb of God, and so because yeah. he sacrificed himself, he like that was the animal sacrifice that was going to atone for all uh-huh. sin. Like it's, I don't know, there's something just really beautiful about that parallel and the connection between the bridge, as you were exactly. saying earlier, right? Yeah, or, like, or Bible Project will call them hyperlinks. Oh, nice. So essentially, as you, like a hyperlink is like um, when there's a URL, so your words are blue on your screen and you can click them and it opens up something else or it takes you somewhere else. Sure. Um, the idea is that's linked. And so I think that's a cool way to read it. Because when you read in Leviticus how they have to sacrifice lambs, yep. and that's highlighted blue, and if you were to click it, you know, in your mind, it takes you to Jesus. And, yeah, it yeah, takes you to the crucifixion story. And, yeah. 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 So cool. Yeah, James, what are your, sorry, I know we kind of went into another tangent there but what no, do you think about what do you think about, about? <coughs> uh what your life you know, what yeah. do you think? Mm-hmm. well dude i i don't find much issue with what he said i agree there's i think we have to be a little careful of wording and i know that wasn't his intent at all yeah right right, right. yeah in, uh, yeah, I yeah. nathaniel well. yeah, was sure. going after your uncle there a little bit, so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i just wanted to come in and i say, just want to fight him okay yeah. is that too much to ask <laughs> nathaniel if he could catch you i'm betting he could beat you up yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> no i don't i don't find much issue with what he said i think there's there i think yeah. that's accurate i think 
we do have to be careful with, and it's because of how far we've taken or how far progressive Christianity has taken this yes. idea uh, of yeah. landing solely in the New Testament. It's only because that's a thing that people do now that I think we have to be so careful with language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, same reason why I have to be careful about how I teach generosity on stage when I'm uh, teaching about giving, like yeah. on a, you know, doing announcements. The other reason yeah. I do that is because I do yeah. announcements a lot. That's... Yeah. That's one of the things involved in that. And the reason that I have to be careful about how I do that and explain that well and to do it justice biblically is because there are yeah. churches that do it the really, really badly. Televangelists and stuff. And, and have, yeah. uh, some, have taken some this word and, yeah. and molested the meaning of it. And I'll mm. use that I'll use that yeah. term. and you yeah. know, heavy term, but I it's think— It's a heavy yeah. term but appropriate yeah. uh, when you're talking about this idea of Scripture and taking it for human gain. Yeah, I think that's an appropriate word to use. Mm. And so, with that said, uh, I think we got to be more careful about about syntax and wording and all that kind of thing when we're talking about this stuff because it's yeah. we've got people out there that have taken this to a crazy degree. But with that said, I, I think I I agree. There's there's things obviously that we don't have to be concerned about, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. anymore, or uh, that we don't have to be careful of. For example, uh, I think somewhere in Leviticus it talks about not touching a dead pig's skin. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we got a lot of football fans all over the country. Does yeah. that oh, yeah. mean you know we're we're in trouble there? Well, no. You know, there there's a part that that um, that that deletion uh, kind of part, right? The that amending fulfillment that that requirement. Yep. has been fulfilled. We yeah. no longer need to be concerned with that, or eating certain types of food, or mm-hmm. wearing uh, certain types of, of dress, or carnitas. Come on, um, yeah. the, the, hey. one, the favorite one to talk about is tattoos, or yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, sure, yeah. working, uh, Which working I don't have any of those. on a particular <laughs> day, or working all day, you know, right. on a, a Sabbath. Oh, Sabbath day. Oh, that's a like great Sabbath. one. Oh my gosh, that's actually a great one. Maybe we can dive into, but yeah, love to for you yeah, to continue yeah. your thought here. Totally. Well, the thought is that I guess the thought is that is yes, I agree with the. I agree with what your uncle's saying. I think we just have to be careful not to let that mindset devalue sure. um, that scripture because it gives that greater context. It tells us so much about the character of God and the nature of yes. God, who God is. Yes, It tells us so much about that. I just can't imagine a world in which you would be okay not knowing as much about God as you can. Like yeah. This yeah. Is, if we love him, we love uh, his ways and mm-hmm. um we are grateful for what he's done for us. Like I, ju- I just don't understand how we wouldn't want to understand as much as our little feeble yes. human minds are capable of understanding. Yeah. And the Old Testament's a really big part of that. So I'm right. just yep. passionate about not in any way devaluing the Old Testament. Yep. I think it's important. Yeah. I would love to talk about the Sabbath because I think there's almost a little bit of those three things in the Sabbath. And let me explain. So the you three things the, as far as um, yeah. what do you mean the, those three uh, fulfilled, uh, adapt, like changed, oh and yeah, yeah, continues right. Yeah, fulfilled, I think the Sabbath, update, leave. Yeah. Yep. I think the Sabbath is kind of all three of those things. Actually, interestingly enough. Yeah, walk us and through. Let that. me explain. Yeah. Um, the part of it that is no longer applicable today is the hard um, timeline. I would say, like the Sabbath for the Jewish people, I believe was Saturday. Saturday. For our calendar, Saturday afternoon, because their day started with night. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday. Evening, I guess I should say. Saturday evening into Sunday evening. I, th- mm-hmm. I believe it's their, their Sabbath, and I could be wrong. Um, and that was like a hard, don't yeah. work. Bible like, project, swing through. Don't don't work, don't, <laughs> don't do anything. Um, and that part is not applied to our life today. We are right. not held to that requirement. Um, at the same time, I think part of the Sabbath was fulfilled in Christ. You know, the writer of Hebrews talks about us entering into a rest and how that's the Sabbath. The whole idea of Sabbath is... Six days you're working for God, and then the seventh day you rest in his presence. 
And Jesus has now offered that to us to a whole new level mm-hmm. through his work. Right. So he's kind of fulfilled it. And then it even kind of does apply to us today the same way because it's like it's so valuable for us. And, and this is the one, maybe it's not so much this one, but it's incredibly valuable for us today to be in a rhythm of resting in God's presence and setting aside the striving and the working that we do to be in God's presence mm-hmm. is a valuable thing for us today. So I think it's interesting that one concept of Sabbath kind of in my head, in my brain, all three of those have a little piece of it. You know what I mean? Mm. All three of those perspectives or lenses or apply, all, to. Ha, ha, apply to it. Yeah, I don't know you, you guys' thoughts on that. No, I've, I've honestly, I've never really thought about it that deeply uh, up until the point where I'm like, well, how come some people, their Sabbath, like, for example, like I worked in retail for a little while, mm-hmm. like, and sometimes your retail schedule lends to you being off in the middle of the week. Yep. It's not Sunday. It's not Saturday. Like, what do I do with that? You know? Yeah. Um, and so that's about as far as I took it. I didn't ever think about it as deep as you just took us. So thank you for that. Yeah. So rest is an awesome theme to study through the uh, Bible. Yeah. Like, uh, I know it's important, yeah. but... Starting in Genesis and then going through the story of like Joshua entering the promised land and then Jesus and then Hebrews talks about anyways, really, really interesting. Yeah, I was just going to jump in and say, yeah, my my thoughts on that is that I've only just checked the YouTube comments and uh, Mm -hmm. your mom's joining us. Finally. (gasps) I mean, hey, what's up, mom? (laughs) Finally. Um, Wow. No, I just missed. Oh my god! Hey, someone come get your boy right now. Miss my mom. Oh my god! Hi, mom. I'm on TV. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she says she yeah. says hello we were talking about uh gaming systems oh yeah, yeah 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 she's a big advocate of the n64 which oh man is respect pro, mom pro yeah. choice right there i raised my Super mom smash right. brothers come i raised on my now. mom right uh annalise <laughs> jumped in at that point to let us know that laps isn't available for samsung just yet oh, oh. come on laps, Lame. laps yeah, if you're watching get laps. on it yeah we'll send him an email or come something on, laps swing yeah. through <laughs> just, we're just inviting so many people. Everybody, nobody's gonna see it. I know. Uh, I know. And then Denise also uh, goes on to say, um, "Always drive back to scripture," which I think is just yeah. that's a good, yeah, that's a good uh, quote to live by, right there. Yeah. yeah. And then preach, go to God first. I think when we're talking about the idea of you know, a lot of people go to a pastor. I think that a pastor, oh will sure, yep. have all the answers. Yeah. Approach God first, um, and then. You know, spiritual counsel uh, mm-hmm. from yep. others, from humans on a secondary level. So. Yeah, love you, Denise. Thanks for joining us. And love I'm you, sorry Denise. that you have to hear your. Hey, son Denise, tell swing you through. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We, know, we don't want to hear what she has to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, I do have one final question. Yep. Uh, I, mean, I don't know how final it is. Are, are we doing on time? I don't know. We're I getting maybe we're 10, okay. 15, yep. 20 We've more? been going about hour. Oh, okay. Uh, just under an hour. Okay. Yeah. So here's my my next question for this. Um. How do we, uh, James, uh, and while we were kind of brainstorming coming up with this topic for this podcast, one of the questions that we had come up with was um, the inconsistency or the perceived, I should say, the perceived inconsistency between mm-hmm. uh, who God is in the Old Testament. Oh, I love this. Versus who God, I know, I knew you would, oh which my is gosh. why I'm bringing it up. I love the Old Testament. Versus who God is in the New Testament through um, Jesus the Christ, right? Um, and talking about how seemingly those two characters are very different people. But when we're talking about a completionist view of the Bible and about how the Old Testament um, lends the same God. to... Yeah. Yeah. So how, how would you answer those people that are saying, well, God is just this murderous, angry God in the Old Testament, but yeah. then flip of a page... And Jesus is so nice, and he walks around and speaks love Yeah, we flip and... a page, and all of a sudden Jesus is about grace and about, you know, like forgiveness and all these things, and love, which he, he is. Yeah. So how would you answer that person that has that question 
I would say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. And here's why. And that's hold up, pause. That's <laughs> loving. Hold on, that's loving to say yeah, that though. That'll, that'll wreck you if you think yeah God is different, God the yeah. Father is different than Jesus, or if you think that he he's changed over time. Like that'll wreck your yeah. Faith. But I totally. just I want to hold on. I I want to pause here though because it's so important to denote something. Is that saying that James in that hey you're wrong. That yeah. is love. I think I think with the right relationship, it for sure, yes. it for sure can be. Yes. I think if I was talking to somebody who I didn't know as well, my approach might be a little different. Oh, sure. I'd say, well, listen, here's why I think He's that's... He's saying it to you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> wrong. wrong. Approach, approach matters, but I, the crux yes. of what you're saying is absolutely right. And, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes uh, correction, uh, you know, all scripture is good for, for rebuke and yep. uh, reproof, right? Yep. And so I think there's value in being able to say, well, here, I, I don't think that's right, and here's why. Yeah. If it was somebody who I wasn't familiar with, I might say, well, listen, how, how would you feel if I said this? Yeah. I might present it a different way uh, that allowed for some more open discourse without feeling like I was coming in heavy with yeah. a bat or whatever. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I agree with you, though. I'm on the right path. I would say to that person, I would say, listen, you're I, I think you have a faulty understanding of yeah. Uh, the the character and the nature of God mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know yes what you're reading here and what you're reading here uh, might not be able to your human brain based on what you yeah. know about how people operate yeah. is leading you down a path of not being able to understand that and not being able to reconcile that yeah here's yeah. the truth God does not change right and here's yep. where that here's where some of that uh, you know that that Old Testament anger perhaps that you see some of that Old Testament mm -hmm. justice mm -hmm. that justice you see is the perfect word for it's it. the right word for it because God is perfectly good God cannot abide he sin. cannot sit by evil he cannot watch evil happen and be like oh bummer wish that didn't happen right he yeah. cannot he cannot tolerate it. It, it how can someone who's perfectly good be in the presence of, yeah. of something that, that is so, so against his nature. It's, yeah. it has to, perfectly good has to uh, judge sin. It's, it just does. It has mm. to, it has to be opposed to it and against it. Mm -hmm. And so the way that you see God interact with people in the Old Testament the way that God interacts is what changes, not yes. not who God is, not the way He moves, not the way He, not the yeah. way that not his character, uh, not his character. Yep. Nothing about God changes other than how He interacts with humans at those times. Yep. And so, you know, in the yeah, Old Testament, he walked with Adam and Eve. Yeah, you and get then him, he changes the calls Abraham. Love that. Totally. Yep. Or the, the law, right? If we're talking uh -huh. about dispensations, yep. like uh, yep. the law was one, prophets uh, uh -huh. become another way. Uh, then you have the silence that you see between uh -huh. the, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and then you have Jesus, and then you have the church yep. being how he kind of interacts with man across uh, the period of the Bible. But through everything, God and his character, who he is, the fact that he is perfectly good, yeah. stays exactly the same. Yeah. How he deals with uh sin changes with yeah. the fulfillment of prophecy based on Christ coming and redeeming us back to God. Yeah. Uh and so there that's where the difference comes. Mm. That's how I think I would answer that and there's a lot that you'd have to explain about the gospel and how that works. Yeah. But the the base understanding is that God does not change and we have yeah. to start sure. there and and be okay with that. Sure. Um and I think and I'll go ahead and throw this in I think that we live in a world where fathers have um, mm -hmm. lost a lot of equity uh, yeah. in in the name of father. Fathers yep. who are absent from families, fathers who have run away from their families, fathers mm -hmm. who have 
uh, abdicated their power, misuse their power, Mm -hmm. abused uh, Mm -hmm. fathers who have abdicated their responsibility uh, to their kids and their spouses. We've got a a world where fatherhood has been devalued. Yep. And I think a lot of people are finding it easy to approach our heavenly father the same way that they would approach an earthly father as is understood today. And you just can't do that. You just can't do it. Yeah, Nathaniel, what's the right answer, man? Yeah, hey, yeah, you, you, um, are, you got this. I say, go I, off, King. Yeah, I, I think it, <laughs> swing on through. Hey, what it comes swing, down swing to, through. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call in right now. <laughs> um, Sitting here. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is like you can take. I think what it comes down to is if if you see God being different in the Old Testament than the New Testament, His character and His actual being being different. Um, I think you're looking at the Old Testament out of context, and you're looking at even the New Testament out of context, and you're just pulling pieces out. So a great example, I think, is if you pull the piece out of the Old Testament where God tells Joshua, you need to go city to city in the Promised Land and wipe out the Canaanites. You pull that out, and you realize, like, oh my gosh, like, what does this mean about God's character? That he is, is he... Is he promoting genocide? Is he, you know, or even like we were just talking about ethnic Saul. cleansing, right? It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, like this is brutal. Or Saul, yeah. we were just talking about Saul. The reason that his blessing was removed, we talked about that just a couple of moments ago. Yep. The reason the blessing was removed is because he did not fully wipe out the. Uh, he, there's, a, there's a few different people he gets in trouble with. He he makes a treaty with like the Gibeonites. Um, and he shouldn't have done that. They, I think they the straw him. that breaks but the camel's back the is where God says, uh, "Go, f- go into." Amalek and, and yep. just take care of everything. Literally leave no one alive. Take yep. care of this. And then Saul goes and ends up keeping some of the best livestock, uh, yep. some of the women to help. Uh, he gains you know, from God's whatever. justice, which is never how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Right. And so that's why the blessing was removed. But yep. that idea of God saying, go wipe out this this people, this town, yeah. this city, just wipe out these people. Out You're of context, like, that would shape a, a <laughs> bit of a, a bit of a kind of a... Uh, dictator kind yeah. of view of, yeah. of mm-hmm. God. But then opening up the context, you see that before Israel entered the promised land for like 400 years, God was pleading with the people who were in the promised land, the Canaanites. It said in the beginning of Exodus, it says that, uh, or somewhere around there, maybe end of Genesis, it talks about how, um, you know, God was going to be patient. You know, it said that the sin of those, those people hasn't yet like come to its end, right? He's like, he's patient with them and long-suffering. Yeah. And it says that in, in Peter, right? Peter writes about that. Um, when you see that God was so patient with them for years and years and years, yet they continue to oppress each other and murder each other and do, do evil to one another. Mm-hmm. He was patient though. And then when you see, especially with the Amalekites, when the Israelites were wandering through the wilderness, the Amalekites would, am I saying that right? Amalekites would. Amalekites, um, yeah. They would I, I stumbled on that too. I'm going to look it up because I'm fairly confident in that They would attack the role. back. So the way Israel would wander through the wilderness is the army would be up front leading everybody. And then kind of all the people and the kids and the, 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 the mothers and stuff would be in the back. The Amalekites would go to the back of Israel's formation and attack all the kids and all the moms and all of the old people and all of the young people and not fight the army at all. And so then when you see all this context coming together you realize like it's justice like it's it's god not being able to sit by while evil is happening and the way he choose chosen that time to address sin i think is a good way to put it james you put it earlier was for god's chosen people to be um his voice and his his hands and feet in that way and it was never for their gain it was never supposed to be for them to benefit from god's justice like oh you know we're god's chosen people like and you're not so well it's a motive thing right motive matters and 
It think, breaks God's heart to yeah. To even do that later too. on in, I think it's even in Second Samuel where David Samuel's is a good the, book. Yeah, it's so well, I, both it, of them. I mean, yeah. they were one scroll, but anyways, probably my favorite Old Testament. Uh, There's a lot of crazy stuff Saul, that happens. Saul, Saul David, and Absalom. Bro, oh, crazy. so good. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's in Second Samuel where uh, Saul does a census of uh-huh. of Israel of the people, and he not does supposed it, to do that. Well, he God had told him to do it, but he did it out of a wrong motive. He took a military census. Yeah, mm-hmm. he took a, a census based on might, and so it was almost as uh, he did something out of pride, like it was out of his own uh, power and pride. That and he a did lack the of trust census. of God, because it doesn't matter how many people he has if God is for him. Like, right. Yeah. And so d- David does this, and then the Lord's about to bring down justice because David has stepped so far outside of what God had uh, called him to do. Yeah. Uh, and that's when David has to go and uh, build an altar and and find um, uh, a kind of a way to yeah, atone. He has to, yep. Uh, with God, and so that's where he goes, and the the guy gives him the threshing floor, and um, yep. it's kind of an awesome display of generosity. But even then, there's for just, both of them, it's a cool display of generosity. It's yeah. really cool, but it's the idea of of stepping outside of what God, mm-hmm. uh, you know, motive matters is the bottom line. Yeah, if you're doing something out of a wrong motive, then that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God actually gives him the choice. Too. He gives him like three choices for how he's going to, you know, enact justice, and that's interesting too. I don't know why it's interesting, but it is. He's like, "Do you want there you to be a war? Do you want like sickness to come, or do you want it, famine or something like that?" And it's how do you choose that? What do you really interesting. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Can I have a lifeline?" It's like it's like wants to be a millionaire. Can I phone a friend? Can someone swim yeah, through? Exactly. He's like, can uh, someone <laughs> He's like, Joab, can you take this one for me? Um, I'm just trying to see how many times I can reference that in yeah, this podcast. You're crazy. So oh, gosh. all that to say, God is always the same. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, trying to remember yeah, what we were talking about. I was like, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. to say, oh, shit, yeah. what were we talking about? God is always the same. Mm-hmm. The way he interacts with people can change, and he has the yeah. right to do that. Like, he's in charge here. If he wants to yeah. change the way he interacts with people, Who are I we mean, to? it's his show. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Anyways, um, and so that's that's the way we need to look at it, and we need to see it in context. When you see when something makes you think is God— Oh, this is a good principle to have. Mm. When you read something in the Bible and you're like, I don't know if that's right. That doesn't go with what I know about God. That doesn't go with what I know about, you know, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Those are always indicators of where you need to dig in and further study and find the the beauty, right? Oh, yeah. Like when you read something that Jesus did and you're like, ah, that's weird. Dig into that and dive into that because you're going to learn something new. It's going to grow you deeper. And that's, that's how I try to approach the Bible with the challenging things. Don't run away from God. Don't run away yeah. from the church. Don't run away from your Bible. Don't try to go find truth somewhere tough. else either. Don't go to your friends. Yep. Don't go to opinions. Yep. Like yeah. dig in. There's right. There's plenty there that the Spirit wants to show you that there's amazing smart people and commentaries want to tell you about and all that kind of good stuff. Good community. Well, anyways, Dude, dig into I was, Let me give me an example, actually. Oh, of yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone asked me just a couple of days ago, uh, a question it's all coming together. that was oh, out of God's doing uh, this. Second Timothy two. Okay, and uh, they were like, "I just don't, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, it doesn't sound. It sounds like it contradicts itself." And I just, and I'm like, "Well, I'll tell you without knowing what it says, it doesn't. It right. doesn't. So it's let's not. figure this out." And yeah. we exactly. walk through it, exactly. and and so Second Timothy two eleven says. Uh, the saying is trustworthy for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. That's beautiful. I don't know. That's 
so sick. Anyways. Oh, it's incredible. It's yeah, incredible. If we're faithless, but he's faithful. Oh, my gosh. I know. But it's it, on the surface, when you put it with those other lines, it kind mm-hmm. of almost reads like, oh, so, but I, hang on. I thought if we deny him, he'll deny us. But then if we don't have faith, he remains faithful. Like, how does that work? And it sounds kind of like, well, does he only love us when we love him? And like, you could take your mind that way, right? Right. Like, start to read into it like, oh, this is weird. Totally. And so it's a, it's a, a complicated phrasing almost. It's mm-hmm. uh, the translation is a little clunky. And so I started looking around at other translations like, okay, how do other translations put this? Like, that's a, sometimes a good yeah. uh, way to get a little better uh, understanding before yeah. you're, you know, if you're in a spot where you can't dig into what the translation is, you know, from the You can use word the message. It's fine. We forgive you. <laughs> I think for that kind of a thing, yeah. I'll advocate that for that kind of a thing, for a base yeah. level understanding of trying to grasp what's going on, I think it's okay. And so anyway, yeah. I was I was doing that a little bit. And what you end up reading is that that line is what was problematic. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. If we don't have faith in him, then he remains faithful to us. Like what, That doesn't. And that was where the understanding was tripping up. Where there's a proper understanding of that, a proper reading of that, if you get under it, it means that even when we don't, even when we are, are you know, have a lack of faith, even mm-hmm. when we are not in that space of, of uh, having faith in him, that doesn't change who he is. That's right. He remains yep. faithful. He mm-hmm. remains faithful to those who are in him. He remains trustworthy. He remains good. Yep. Uh, yep. He remains the same. He's unmoved. Right. Yeah. And so on a base level, it seems to almost contradict itself a little bit. Yeah, but that's that, where yeah. you have to go after. No, I, I know it doesn't. So how yep. doesn't it? Yep. And uh, understand that. Yeah. I was yep. just going to say, too, even with that specific thing, I even in the ESV, I didn't read it that way. I read, uh, if we deny him, he will also deny us. Versus if we are faithless, he will remain faithful. Uh, to me, those two things are, I, I'm comparing those two lines. Denial and faithlessness are two different things to me, I think. Hmm. Denial is like a complete turn. Yeah. Right? That's like a choice. I, I do not choose you. Yeah. I yeah. deny having to, or, or whatever, like I deny, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I deny drinking milk because I'm <laughs> lactose sensitive. That's a denial thing that I'm yeah. not choosing not to do that versus being you know faithless and he remains faithful like well i'm still i'm this i'm trying to make this analogy up on the spot and it's probably yeah. gonna fall flat on his face but like just the idea that that uh god is still like as you were saying he's still faithful like to me those two things are separate and and different to me yeah just because, because we break coexist. a promise doesn't mean that god ever breaks his promises correct right? yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was a really long-winded but answer in, for me to try and figure that out. Dig but. in when that yeah, happens. That's like, why I bring that up was just yeah. an example of if uh, you should know your Bible doesn't contradict itself. If you're yeah. reading something uh, that you're not finding that rings true somewhere else, then mm-hmm. that's your misunderstanding. That's not the Bible making a mistake. Sure. And we could go on for hours about the inerrancy of, of Scripture, the fact yep. that it is without error, the, infallib- yep. the infallibility of Scripture, meaning it Big is... words. You know, it does not fail. It does not uh, fall apart when you start mashing yeah. it against itself. It yep. doesn't. Oh, yeah. So a good place to practice this, though, because that's all true, is like the Gospels. Like you'll hear, you'll you'll see different Gospel accounts of maybe some of the same um, stories. Although I hate to use the word story, but I already said account. But the same accounts, just in different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And you can read like, oh, okay, well, one person says Jesus said this. The other person says Jesus said this. Like that seems like it's... Um, not lining up and if you dig into it you see the beauty of having the different perspectives and how mm-hmm. the spirit was working through that anyways yeah it's a good place to build bus like build those chops up you know yeah absolutely well guys that was really 
all that I was thinking about for this topic specifically, and I think we're probably over we're ready time. for part two. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're good right. on time, I think. Yeah, I think we're doing okay. As far as like wrapping up, I think is a good place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the I was looking at the Greek for faithful. Sure. In that passage we just looked at. Oh, okay. <laughs> the yeah. Second Timothy one. What's um, the Greek? Pistos. Mm. Mm. Uh, it means believe, believing, true, um, believer. It, it's rooted in belief. It yeah. would seem so. Okay. Yep. And not belief like oh, I believe in this in Santa Claus, but like a hardcore belief standing on truth. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, just like to throw that out there. Yep. Right on. Well, guys, um, man, this was a really good conversation about how to approach the Old Testament and a bunch of other tangents that we went yeah. on that were really, really good about like God's character and how we see that through the Bible. And so um, yep. that this was a really, really good topic. So um, next week, I think we had kind of said um, next week is Halloween weekend. Yes. It's the um, weekend before Halloween. The yeah, weekend be before a, Halloween. Be bef- so, yeah, the podcast will be a day before and ooh, all that stuff. Trunk okay. or treat, but just so then, post trunk or treat. And, yeah, yeah, so I think this would be, I think it would be, I, I don't know, should we commit and say that we're going to uh, do it? No? We'll stay <laughs> I away from it? it? I don't know if I want to commit to it yet. No? Okay. We'll, we'll tell you guys soon what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. podcast topic. Like, should we go into the topic of like spooky spiritual things. warfare, spooky things, or should we stay away from that? I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll have to talk about good. it off. It'd be good practice for me, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's a valuable conversation. I would say okay. we would need to get somebody else in the room. Yeah. I would sub my seat for somebody a bit more knowledgeable on that one, I think. Oh, okay. Fair. If we were going to hit that one, I I don't feel... Yeah. I come from a... I come from... And, you know, you guys can talk about your, your kind of backgrounds or whatever but yeah. my background is uh, a pentecostal background yep and so my understanding of those things uh, has been shaped over years if perhaps not necessarily fully understanding um all the things that scripture has to say about that and mm-hmm. i, I don't want to weigh into something without fully being able to speak about it with any kind of knowledge or, sure. or study so sure. that's one of those things that i would have to be wary of but if you guys want to go. go into it we next can. year for spooky season <laughs> no, yeah I'm just kidding. okay well yeah. we're not committing to any topics right now totally. so we'll think about it but next week we're gonna we'll bring something else but what yeah. i wanted to say though james at the very beginning well kind of yeah. near the beginning of this you talked about having people um send through their uh like suggestions for topics mm-hmm. for us yep. that we want to talk about um please do that um, I was really hoping that for uh, one episode we could actually have like a um, audience suggested topic that we could yeah. go through. Yeah. Um, and so we would really yeah, love to hear from this, you guys. As much yeah. fun as this is for us, and as much as this benefits us, um, we don't do it for us. Like, yeah, absolutely. We don't do it so the three of us can sit in a room with Robert and just talk about My stuff. Guy. We do it for though we do love Robert. Yes, we do. We do. We do it for we love you, man. our church family. That's what we try to do it for. Yeah, exactly. So, so please, if there's something that you guys would like us to cover or to talk about or to conversate, and it could even be multiple things if they're like quick, like <laughs> like power hour. Yeah, like, yeah, like quick questions or whatever. Like please thoughts on through. tongues, thoughts on you know demons, um, thoughts on like just super fast, like I don't heavy, know about that. heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thoughts on revelation. James, where would be Chad a good... was joining us too? Oh no way! Yeah, oh man! Hey, swing through, Chad. I'm glad you told me Let's now go. because the pressure and went up. He will be swinging through this weekend. Hey oh. Hey, good segue. Hopefully that isn't news to you, Chad. <laughs> you asked her tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, James, oh, where funny. would be a good place for people to send their suggestions to us? Oh, yeah. I kind of put you yeah, on the spot definitely there. Definitely send, yep. send, send your suggestions. Yeah, send um, them. Does Chad via have an social email? media. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you can, you can send them to uh, Shelter Cove Live on social media, like uh, Instagram. Send us a, a DM over there or uh, 
Um, you send us a Facebook message. I normally see maybe those, the so. maybe info email or maybe or yeah, you can if you want to email. Yeah. But it'd info be, in the code. Honestly, you'd get more out of can being connected with us on social media yeah, than you would uh, just emailing us. So. Hey, hit that's me up point. on laps, y'all. Swing through. <laughs> How are you going to say that? Isn't it invite only? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so mean. He did like, just post a public you can't get invite to. on his social media. I did. Did you really? I did. If yeah. you go to my Instagram story, you can. Are you getting commission from how many people no, get that? I don't no. know, man. I'm sounds not, like, sounds like a Timu thing. thing. I'm not, uh, what's I'm not sponsored. That's, I'm not yeah. a sponsor for You're laps. quite the you laps sure evangelist. About it, though. It's, yeah. That's how much I'm enjoying it. It's really, really great. And as you well, should. Yeah. Ta- we should talk about Jesus that much. No, yeah, I'm playing. You do. That's where I was going to go. That's where I was going to say. You really do. That's what I was going to say is we should be talking. If you are really enjoying your faith that much, you should be talking about it. Yeah, that's right. So, anyways. Yeah, and I, I, could I do tease have people something here. Should I tease something? Yeah, when has when has it ever held you, you back? You said it, so it's like even worse of a tease if you don't say it. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of considering it now. Oh man, Text, what is it? Text us in Text the us. Uh, <laughs> in the new year, beginning uh, January. Ooh. We are launching evangelism training. Let's oh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are coming up. Um, just talking about the idea of evangelizing, right? Everyone, yep. is, you're an evangelist for something. Um, yep. And if you're a Christian, Taco then Bell you for me. Should I mean, um, well, Jesus. yeah, yeah. you should me. be uh, an evangelist of Jesus. So, yes, you should. Uh, but if you've ever wondered, like, how do you even do that? Like, how do you have good conversations? Like, this is perfect for introverts. Like, if yeah, you're yeah, an introvert yeah. out there yeah. and you're like, I, I don't even know. Because there would are start skills you can learn. It. It's not just yes. some people are good at it and some people aren't. It's and like, I'll tell you, you can this. learn it. If you're an introvert or an extrovert or whoever you are, you're yeah. called to it. You're supposed to do it. Yeah, if your name is Vert, so might as well. Yeah. If your name is Vert. Yeah, introverts, extroverts, <laughs> astroverts. How many Verts uh, do you know? I don't know. Let me come up with a few. No, no it's not. <laughs> I, I'd be okay if we did. That's didn't. not. Yeah. Well, all that to say, too, um, for those of you that are like, well, that's for them. That's not for me. Um, know that it's also a practice kind of a thing. It's a skill. Yeah. Like you said, it's something that you learn, right? Yeah. And we talked about lovingly, like, yeah. disagreeing, right? Yeah, if, you're, yeah, yeah. if you're there and saying evangelism isn't for me, I'm going to go ahead and lovingly say you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It is for you. It is uh, for you. Hit the air horn sound. No, I'm you just are, kidding. You are, <laughs> where, 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 where? you are called to yep. it. And yeah. I can point to... I was trying to get a number in my head of, of how many places I could point to, but there's probably too many to count off the top of my head. And uh, what a great conversation places. it would be about, um, you know, office, spiritual offices and spiritual giftings, you know, great conversation. If people are like, anyways, <laughs> I can see some, I could see that some yeah, of the yeah, arguments yeah. against everyone being oh, bring it on. So I got yeah. that. I love those conversations. <laughs> I got yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Confident over there. All <laughs> <laughs> so that just class in the new year. Yes. Love to build you up and help your witness, because yes. God has given you a story, and blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we yeah. overcome. So right? look out for that, and again, good reason to be following us on social media if you're not yes, already, um, or just come to a weekend service soon. You'll find information there as well. But we yeah. we're not going to stay quiet about that class. So yeah. it's going to be awesome. Uh, we have a member of the team who's running those that I just love so dearly. Pastor Bill has been love yeah. that guy. Um, crafting those, and so there is it's no better, us, better sure. person. Oh, for yeah. sure, and he would be the right person maybe to help us. With some context about that uh, oh, true. spiritual warfare topic, oh we were yeah, maybe about, true. Yeah, yeah, look out for the evangelism training, and in the meantime, make sure you're connected with us on social media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shelter Cove Live on both Facebook and Instagram. We have a mm-hmm. Facebook group where there's all kinds of fun and games that happens within there. Uh, again, just type in Shelter Cove. Shelter Cove Online is the name of that Facebook group. Get involved mm-hmm. there. And we don't have a lapse yet, but just as soon as we do, oh we'll invite gosh. you to swing on through uh, oh, no. and join us on laps. You just witnessed Ooh. what conversion is. Victor <laughs> talked about it so much, but now James is talking about it. It's and a I fun feel like app, a Pharisee man. right now, just like you. I'm going to use it on the me. weekend. 
Yeah. <laughs> wait, Stop. what are you? Wait, I'm going to use it on the weekend. What are you going to use? He's going to say swing through. Swing um, through. Oh, swing he's through. Say, yeah. He loves that. Say, hope the kids swing through for the glow party next week. Come on, week. bro. Yeah, glow yeah. party coming yeah. November 4th and 5th. We'd love for you to swing through on that. Yeah, yeah. come through. Uh, yeah, we'd, be, we'd love to see that. I won't be saying it in the loft Aww. for those of you to be aware of. <laughs> Wait, Anyways, do you have a sound effect? Because it's getting we do. Oh, we do have that one. Do you? Yeah, go ahead. I think it might be the green one. Nailed it. There you go. Lovely. Love that. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Lunchtime, right, boys. Yes, it is. Thanks, you guys. Peace. Yeah. Love you guys.